Dave Gentry, Elizabeth Hess on DWS. Judge David Bernthal joins us this morning. Judge, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you with us. Oh, yikes. Is it really? Be with you. Yeah, one below Uh, here, uh, by the way. Radio, and they said, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cold. (laughs) One, three, it's all cold. Yeah, it is. Judge Bernthal, I want to start a little closer to home here with the Brett Christensen case. And uh, before I ask you general questions, that's not something that's going to come to your courtroom, correct? That's all Judge Bruce. Uh, Judge Bruce. Okay. Uh, The defense is trying to move it out of the area. Is that a tactic that many people use in order to look the other way, something shiny is over there tactic, if you know that you don't have a strong case? Oh, no, I think it's generally, it's it's not common, first of all. It's only, you only see that in... uh, the more high-profile cases, cases that have received a lot of media attention. And the concern on the part of the defense attorney is, hey, if people know about the facts of this case before we even have opening statements, they may have already formed an opinion before they got to the courthouse. And so let's try to move it somewhere where there hasn't been as much publicity. But if you go back over, over time, um, the number of times cases are actually moved to a different location, it's, it's a small number. Even, A, it starts with a small number of requests, and B, not all those requests are granted. So I think the concern on the part of the uh, any defense attorney is I, I don't want a, a jury pool that's already made up its mind, had a trial, you know, by listening to the to the news or reading the news and you know my guys has no chance from from the get-go regardless of the the strength of the case is it likely to can people that that go ahead uh, judge oh i just that you know kind of repeating myself but you know it's a it's a one i think a defense attorney is is going to if he doesn't or she doesn't ask they're going to be second-guessed and maybe even challenged for uh, ineffective assistance if they don't raise that question. Uh, Judge, I, that, I saw they were they were a fair trial. They were trying to get this move to Chicago or elsewhere. Is it normal to try and get a change of venue to a bigger city? Uh, not necessarily to a bigger city, although I suppose there are fewer people. Um, in the northern district, who have heard anything about this case versus versus here? I I think too that even if you moved, it, you could move it to Rock Island. Mm. Uh, you'd be within the same district, but uh, anything within the district, you still run the risk that people have have heard about it because it's you know this got national news, so um, you could have it in. Los Angeles, and somebody might remember reading about it, but the numbers go down dramatically. Is it likely to find a conviction? And they will move it to Los Angeles, by the way. Yeah. Is it likely to get a conviction without a body? Is that something that uh, the defense team is hoping for to protect him well, because there's no I'm body? Sure, that's one of the things they're gonna they're gonna emphasize that uh, how do we know a crime has been committed? Uh, but. You know, the government would not 
I don't want to be in the camp that says they wouldn't charge them unless they were guilty because they're presumed innocent, any defendant. But I'm, I'm sure the government would not go forward unless they, the prosecutors, felt they had enough evidence to, to convict, whether that evidence in the minds of the jury ultimately uh, proves to be sufficient remains to be seen. But then we'll think the prosecutors... If they thought, hey, we're stymied here, we can't get a conviction because we don't have uh, a, a corpse, um, you know, they, they wouldn't bring it. So they, they believe they can get around that hurdle, but I'm pretty confident that that's one of the things that the defense attorneys will will uh, mount their defense on that uh, foundation. House Intelligence Committee is poised to question Steve Bannon uh, following, basically, he has accused Trump's eldest son, son-in-law, and former campaign chairman of, quote, treasonous behavior with Russians. Is there something that he could say that could be damning to the, uh, in favor of Robert Mueller? Well, as they say, anything's possible. I have no idea what he's referring to or what he might testify to, but, um, Certainly, if he's got some information, it could be harmful. Or he could have just been, if he said it at all, because this is in somebody else's book, as I recall. Um, you know, he could have just been lashing out in in anger. Um, you know, he's he's. I don't know this gentleman. Obviously, don't know him personally, but I don't know that much about him. But what I pick up is he he uh, speaks in a in a, an aggressive manner doesn't hold back. And, and so one wonders, is this just kind of talk, uh, angry talk or uh, is he really got something? And that committee may well find out today. He has a tendency to have to eat his words. <laughs> well, that's the trouble when you say too much. Yeah. That's why I've tried to maintain, uh, say no more than necessary. <laughs> Okay, Jeff. on your show. Okay. It's all different. All the rules are off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like to think so. Uh, Judge, the horrific story of the day is the Southern California couple. They're now held on $9 million bail. They could face charges of torture and child endangerment. Is this a California thing? Will California handle it, or will the feds handle this? Yeah. I'm sure it's a California prosecution. And, you know, you think you've heard it all, and then something like that comes on, and you just... You just stymied. You know, you're just staring at the television, going, "What am I hearing?" And it's one of those we kind of look for rational, reasonable explanations. Well, you know, those things defy ration and, and reason. It's so far out there that you can't comprehend that level of of evil. It's just it's mind-boggling. So the fact that they're held on $9 million bail, they probably won't make a bond. And uh, basically now they just have to follow guidelines because they have proof. Is that how that works, that there's just a certain – do state statutes also – I know you have to follow guidelines, but do state then have to figure out, well, they can get this minimum amount of years? Yeah, what they'll do, you know, in a nutshell, the prosecutors will determine from the evidence what charges they think are appropriate and what charges can we prove. You know, each charge has an element. We have to prove these elements. What can we prove? 
um, then they will probably take the case to their grand jury. The grand jury will indict or not indict, but probably indict. And then uh, the case will go forward and there will either be a plea uh, or a trial, ultimately. And the $9 million, uh, you know, unless these people are very wealthy, they don't probably have a, a detention statute in California. So that's a, the functional equivalent. The judge set a bond so high that there's no way they're going anywhere. And I don't have any criticism of that. One more question for you. Um, the Julian Assange case, it just fascinates me. He is in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, and Sweden is looking to extradite him for a sexual assault. Once somebody is protected in an, in an embassy, are they safe from being extradited? Um, not my area of expertise, but I, I believe so, relatively speaking. Now, I don't know that there's any rule that would prohibit the folks in the embassy from saying, you know, hey, your reservation has run out, pal. You're you got to go. And once if, if that happened, then you know um, he'd be at the mercy of the authorities. In fact, I mean, he's protected while he's there, but he's there as their their guest, as I understand it, and they can change that status in a heartbeat. Well, Ecuador has offered him uh, citizenship, was my understanding, yesterday. Well, okay, I hadn't heard that, but uh, so that at least sounds like they're not going to give him the boot. And, you know, I don't know that I wouldn't trade my citizenship for uh, (laughs) that of Ecuador. No knock on them. I just like being an American, but compared to maybe staying the rest of my life in their embassy or going to jail. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been there what? looking pretty good to him. Yeah, he's been there five or six it's years been, now. Yeah, at least, yeah. 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 All right. Judge David <laughs> Bernthal. Judge, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Always fun. Okay, thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you, okay. Judge. Okay, we got more coming up on News Talk 1400 DWS.